4: Talking about millions of dollars.
0: What would you do if you had a million dollars? I'll tell you what I'd do, man.
4: Two chicks at the same time, man.
0: We're living in a material world, and I am a material girl.
4: Or boy. Well, what about you now? What would you do?
0: Besides two chicks at the same time? Oh, yeah. Nothing.
4: Nothing, huh? I would relax. I would sit on my ass all day. I would do nothing. Well, you don't need a million dollars to do nothing, man. Take a look at my cousin. He's broke. Don't do... If I had a million...
1: Well, and back. Nice and Jacks. I'm Rampage and Jocks. I'm Tom Andrew on the board. SP Futures up six on the heels of a rally yesterday. Rally every day now. Dow Futures up 53. Nasdaq Futures up 38.50. Fed meeting today. We have a CPI next, yesterday that came in. I've uh, shown only 3% year over year. And I, I love it. Just just make it half of what it is. And everybody's happy. And uh, evidently we have nothing but... Uh, Collectively, not individually, collectively, we have a bunch of sheep uh, as citizens, I guess all of us, and uh, hey, we want, to, as they used to say, we have Mr. Kevin. Good morning. I see Kevin on this one all the time. Whenever he wanted a blue suit, I turned on the blue light, and he just bought the suit. That's the kind of guy he was.
5: <laughs> when there's a deal to be had, I'm there.
1: Yep, if it's, if it's free, it's for me, they say. Well, it wasn't free, but Kevin, this suit is really blue. Yeah, it kind of looks brown. Why is that light so blue? Well, it's, you know, we, 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 it's easier on the eyes. Okay, I'll, I'll take the suit. Hey, this suit looks brown. No, 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 it's blue. Just saying.
5: Well, what can you say?
1: What, yeah, what can you say? You know, uh, so what's up in your world? Anything good? Um, yeah, nothing.
5: Nothing particularly uh, uh, special. It's, it's sort of the last week of the semester for me, although I have some spillover into next week for, uh, um, for, uh, for, for some non-credit stuff I'm doing for a, a, a local corporation um, but um, but otherwise yeah it's uh, where I'm almost winding down and ready to take a you know take a couple weeks off
1: what uh... what did you find in the last well X what did you find in the last semester last quarter last year what's what's changing uh, business worldwide people wide is uh, everybody pretty much uh, same same
5: um... In other words, what's what's the pulse for? You know how. Yeah, well, I
1: mean, are the, are the young people the same, same age, older, younger, same issues.
5: Uh? I've actually had a, a, an older group, so most of my stuff is with people who are actually working in manufacturing, and uh, and a lot of it's uh, well, all of it, frankly, is tied to the RV industry. So it's so that that part of the economy is very slow now. Um, but uh, but they always have a core group, and you know this is where they you know the company is investing in its people anyway. Um, so uh, you know so you're, uh, uh, you know they they aren't working as heavy hours. That when there's a, a good excuse to close down for a week, they do without a problem. You know so for instance, Thanksgiving isn't a, isn't a long weekend. It's a week off. Uh, Labor Day isn't a long weekend; it's a week off. You know, you get the idea there. So that's that, that's one way you can tell when manufacturing is a little bit slow. Um, I am not seeing the yet. I am not seeing the influx of um, students that we normally would see when uh, when economic activity gets really slow and everybody is saying, "Hey, I need better skills," um, or or the or for that matter when everybody is reacting to a really poor economy with uh, um, government support so um, but but that's already kind of baked in as far as my program goes because the state of indiana will pay for anybody who doesn't already have a college degree they will pay for them to get a supply chain credential from us
1: really what, what is it what does that run what's retail
5: retail for that is i don't know figure it out we, we we're going up to about 100, I think 173 per credit hour. That includes all your books and all of that, that kind of stuff. So, you know, figure just for a certificate, we're looking at uh, uh, 18 hours. So you could do the math real quickly. Um, so, let's see. so what? What if I say well three grand? One seven three times three per course times. Uh, that's not right. One, seven, three, times three. Yeah, okay, you, like
4: you sound like you like Jethro. A
5: little, yeah, a little over $500 a course times six courses. Yeah, it's, a, you know, $3,100. That
1: was pretty close. Yeah. You sounded like Jethro there, Gazinta's is doing your, you know.
5: As long as it's not Jethro Bodine, I'm okay with
1: it. That's the Jethro I was talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he was going to be a, what was he going to be, either a double knot spy or an astronaut? What was the other one?
5: I, I think he wanted to be an astronaut for a while there.
1: I thought he wanted to be a double knot spy till he was decided.
5: Uh, he he might have been. I'm sure he had lots of uh, um, lots of avenues to pursue. What, what a great character. Jethro, being the Renaissance man that he was.
1: What a what a great character. <laughs> the uh, anyway, what a great character. What a great show. The uh, when you think about it, the uh, you know, you do you, you do run out of. Uh, you do run out of stuff to talk about in comedy. It's all kind of the same plot, but still, those writers were pretty darn good. I love that whoever whoever designed the truck I thought was spectacular, with the rocking chair up top and everything. Yeah,
5: yeah, with with Granny's rocking chair. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, you know, did you ever see the first one? The, the
5: uh, I probably have at some point, but uh, but I describe it. What's the what's well? She re- she refused it oh, when, when he when he actually discovered the oil. When, when yeah, shooting at shooting at some food, and up came the ground. Up from the ground came
1: the bubbling crude. Bubbling
5: well, crude, yep.
1: Yeah. Well, the uh, she refused to go. She was going to sit right in the racker. So they just Jethro oh, and, and Jed grabbed the racker and just dumped it on the top of the truck. Nice. With her in the racker and just sped off. <laughs> That's how she went. She refused to go. Otherwise, the uh, anywho. Um, what do you think of? Uh, we talk about an awful lot of. Seemingly disparate subjects on the show, uh, uh, putting
5: but, the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah,
1: but in in, in my mind, so crazy my mind is. They all are the same. They all, they all get to the same spot. And uh, you know, we, we talk about crime and punishment. We talk about people that are appear to be uh, ahead of the economic curve. We talk about you know the federal government. I, I you know I don't know why it took me. Maybe I could I can either blame David stockman or I can uh, or I can uh, salute him for actually putting me on the hunt of going back on some of this money supply and, inf- and inflation numbers over the last 25 years and uh, not only am I horrified it's way worse than I thought I also can't believe that I that I managed money and traded the way I did because if I had known this then I would never have, I would never have bought protect well a couple times maybe but I would never really have bought a detective put, I just would have doubled up on everything. When I just, when, I, when you go back and you look at how much, it, it never seemed like that much at the time, Kevin, but you look at it month after month after month, you can certainly see why there was never any kind of real sell-off. of it. I mean, there might have been a couple of smaller ones, but how this minute, how it became the buy the dip, the money just kept pouring in, pouring in to the point where you look at the prices and things now, it's not even the same world as it was in 2000. In you know, a lot of ways, maybe some ways better, certainly if you're sick it's better, well, this way, if you have a procedure it's probably better, but if it's, if you're looking for care it's probably worse, but that's not, no, but I, I, how do you, we talk about crime and punishment, or are we talking crime and absolutely no punishment for some people, some for other people, and I, it, it's, it kind of came together the last couple of days, I was talking to Mike and, uh, uh, Carl, yesterday. I was, it was hard because Carl didn't let me know the last minute he was on, so Mike was here too, we he only had a half hour, uh, and I didn't really get a chance. Uh, maybe Friday or something. Well, this whole concept of uh, you know whether or not you should be able to sell stuff to China now, when we're so far up their ass and they're up our ass that it's so, you can't even see you can't even see they're so far up. How do you even go about you know threatening people to not give them certain certain stuff, and yet you know that the people you're threatening, the people at that level are totally immune to any kind of prosecution whatsoever. I mean, I I can't imagine what it would take for this administration or any, and I'm not accusing these people of doing it, if all of a sudden, you know, you, you, you heard some buffoon on CNBC from, one, I'll just say, one of the big investment companies talking about how China down here is a great buy and somebody sent them money or whatever, and you see them investing in companies or... If you if you invested in a company that sold them technology, just like we, can you even imagine one of those people, even being called out on it, much less getting spanked in public? I I can't even, I can't even imagine that happening. Yeah,
5: in some circles, yes, but yeah, it, it is it is definitely a at at best an amoral, um, uh, look at things, and uh, and and could just as well be an immoral look at things. So I you know, yeah. Do I do I know that there are circles where people would get called out for that? Yeah. Um it does does it happen frequently? No.
1: It would never happen to people who were up or up the nose up the up the butt of government and gave money to right people. Then I mean, you we talked this week about the you know, the hypocrisy of some of the uh people at Harvard and these other places doing what they're doing. I, I that's i I'm, that's level 1 of the chessboard level 2 is for them to be being accused of being hypoc- being hypocritical by representatives and senators do they have any idea what people think of them
5: mm, uh, you know i'm trying to think of that and and i think no they I, you know like most most people think they're good well yeah or, but or that they're um uh, oh, what do I want to say? That there's really, really nothing, uh, um, you know, that they they're just doing their best in a nuanced world. That's my favorite word for uh, uh, for I'm equivocating as nuanced. So, um, you know, so those are uh, those are the kinds of things that uh, that come into play.
1: They're, they're Vito Corleone. I'm doing the best I can in a tough neighborhood.
5: Yeah. You
1: know. But I mean, you know, and it's, the one, the people around me that are Trumpers, um, the one argument that I I honestly do not have a comeback for is if you say something like, the man wouldn't know the truth if it slapped him upside the head, and the the response usually is, every single politician I've ever known does nothing but lie to me. So does he. What's the difference? I'm not so sure. I think he's on a class by himself. But in terms well, of, it,
5: uh, it, a lot of the times I think he believes his own BS, even when it is clearly contradicted on, you know, on video <laughs> from from his past. Um, I, but I, I I actually think that this guy, this is a guy who convinces himself of his his own load of crap, at least often enough.
1: Did you you do know? Well, what I our, guess
5: it's like the uh, George Costanza. It's not lying if you believe it.
1: You you uh, you do know what our our uh, bosom buddy uh, uh, Doctor Johnson Blade Mark Johnson. Uh, <laughs> I, I asked him about Trump one day, and he goes, and he now, Blade's been a psychologist forever, and he's a brilliant man, nice guy. How uh, was my freshman roommate for God's sake? Good basketball player. That's that matters. Well, it did when we were playing basketball. You want him to be good, right? Uh, time, yeah. Yeah, you, you don't want him to be a schlump. Um, the, uh, you don't want to be like the... He uh, played a little more defense than Mike, shall we say. Just just saying. Um, he said if you gave the man a lie detector test, it would be a straight line. You, there, wouldn't, there wouldn't be a lie there. There wouldn't be the truth. He doesn't know the difference. It would be a straight line. He said you could never catch him on a lie detector test, in his opinion. It's scary, isn't it? Uh, it is. Did you ever, you ever meet... Uh,
4: <clears throat>
5: you know, the same thing. When... Uh, you know, when when Biden is confronted with all this stuff about his family's business dealings and he says, it's a damn lie. Do you think he, I don't know if he believes it or not.
1: Um, what was the, uh, the advice years and years ago? Uh, when in doubt, deny, 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 and then deny again. I mean, you just
5: well, and and they kind of change the story as they go, which suggests to me that uh, that no, they're 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 doing the old thing, and it's absolutely the it, it kills credibility. Is the story just keeps changing a little bit every time he gets contradicted? You know, it's like uh, I, I knew nothing of my uh, son's business dealings. Well, uh, I, I knew he had business dealings, but. Uh, I never talked to or met with any of his people. Well, I only met with them to talk about the weather. Well, you know, and, and this kind of thing co- goes on and on. I don't know how much of that is um, is just a damn lie, or, uh, um, I, I, you know, is, is that the spin people in the White House? Is that uh, the president himself, I you know, I I don't know because I when it when it comes to this president, I have no idea what um, you know what he's thought through and what people have thought through on his behalf. I'm
1: sure in his mind, and and maybe in some people's minds, not just his, he had some idea. Stayed far enough away, never got into the details, and in his mind, he was enough degrees removed where, in his mind, he he, he can't be accused. Now whether it's Enough degrees of it removed for the rest of us to think he was far enough removed. Well, I guess that's our opinion. And his, and his, I'm just trying to think like him, I, which is hard to do. Uh, I'm sure in his mind he was far enough away from the details that. but you ever see somebody say, "Did you get this this one million five hundred thousand dollar four hundred ninety eight bucks ninety eight cents check for Mr. Kevin O'Neill?" I do not recall. Now, what they should say, do you remember getting a check? Of, of magnitude, from but you don't recall if it was at the exact number is What you're saying, and that's not what they're asking you, right?
5: Right. So you know, again, it, it, you're right. It is hard to have that argument because you know, it, if if you do, and if you're expecting, you know, one one of them to be, uh, you know, straightforward and honest, then you have to ex- uh, expect it of all of them, and and they just aren't. You know where where are you going to go for integrity in the political world?
1: Well, they also have the idea that that gets their... and this this is this is a tough one. I mean, you know, I I ran for the board at the CBOE, and it, it was no big deal. I mean, well, it was a big deal to me at the time, and I thought it was a big deal to the CBOE, but it turned out uh, turns out it wasn't probably because there is no <laughs> really uh, marketplace like there used to be. So I guess I didn't do a very good job, uh, but the. You, you. You're, first of all, in your mind, I, I never had that big of an ego because I was a trader and I, that, that wasn't really my business. But if, if, but if I ran for mayor or something here, or you did. First of all, the person who does that, unless you're, you know, back in Roman days where they wouldn't grab the guy on the farm to be the dictator for six months and they needed him and they turned and went right back to the farm, nobody does that anymore. You, you have to have an ego the size of, you know, a watermelon, to. Uh, Want the job in the first place? So one thing that you absolutely know, in your heart of hearts, is this city, this country, this world would be better off if you won. I mean, mean, honestly, you have to believe that, or else why would you go through it? Why would you put your family through it? I mean, why would you even consider something like that? So you have to. So so that means now, what what can we do? What little what little nicks can we take, in our ego and our morals, and still feel we're the best person? I mean, do I go to one of the sleaziest people in the city? Do I get, do I get a, a big chunk of change from, you know, some big developer? Well, I need the dough. He's supporting me. I know he's I know he's one step away from being a crook, maybe half a step away, and always going to want his crap from me for the next four years. Do I take it or don't I? I mean, it, this this starts to, unless you're a Bill Clinton, and I you know this is sounds like a compliment. I don't know if it is or it isn't. He's the one man I knew, or think I know. I never met the man. Uh, and this is George Bush's biggest problem, I think. Clinton had no qualms about giving you some BS, taking a check, and forgetting what he just told you in a second. He moved right back to the middle, and the check cleared, and, and he didn't, I don't know if he ever picked up the phone again for me. Where George Bush actually thought he owed these guys. He owed them an invasion. He owed, he owed them a tax cut. He, I mean, because they gave him money. Clinton never felt that way, in my opinion. Did he? He just took the dough and said, to hell with you." <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, well, I, I have, I have a real problem doing that myself. But
5: he was—he was able he was when it came to that kind of stuff. You know.
1: Yeah, but he also was. But, but I, then, I need the dough. You're supporting otherwise me. Otherwise,
5: you're talking about levels of compromise. Now, you, you also have to remember um, that Clinton did take a whole lot of money um, that was uh, quasi from overseas, including uh, China. Oh yeah. It was laundered through organizations here. So on him or his wife. You'd have have to look back on what his policies are, and I think this is the same thing with the current president. Is because a lot of his money came from Ukraine, came from China, and so on. Now you start asking, to what degree is he compromised? Is he completely compromised? Like you better cough it up. You better support. You know, from Zelensky, for example, you better support me because I got the goods on you, and I got the people who can blow the whistle on you. Um, in addition to the people who are already blowing the whistle on him. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I, can, uh, I can end you, so you better be on my side. Well, that would be, you know, the, the most extreme. But, it, you know, is there, there's this other one that says, well, yeah, uh, I've done some business with them. You know, they're good guys. I like them. They mean well. And uh, so just because I know them, let's go, you know, let, let's support them. That that's a different kind of compromise. That's still oh, yeah. not appropriate, but it it's at least um, you know it, it gets into that what we talked about earlier when I talk about people and talking about investing in China. It's it's that mindset that says, well, yes, it's a nuanced world and everything's a little bit you know it, nothing's so straightforward.
1: So what the hell? Or they're going to get it anyway, or it really is for peaceful use. But they can turn it the other way. It's not my fault. I didn't realize that they use those chips for. You know, lasers and shooting stuff out of the sky—the same thing they do for a, a game, a computer game. But I, but you know, you go the other way. You wonder you'd, you'd rather not have. We I mean, look at our last, our last two presidents. This one and the guy before. I mean, uh, some of the stuff that I I read and I think was not not just you know stuff from the left. I mean, Trump essentially got bailed out on a couple of horrendous investments in New York City, by Russians buying condominiums, right? They, they bailed him out and the one down by the uh, UN wh- whatever that building was they bailed him another one nobody wanted the place and all of a sudden you know they, they sold how many condominiums to Russians and uh, how, how compromised was he to the Russians you you hope not very much same way with this guy in Ukraine how much is he compromised if at all in U- it, Ukraine Kazakhstan China yeah Russia um, you know etc
5: I mean and, and you start to look at the coincidences too and you know I, I you can you can do whatever digging on Trump you want to do. I'll you know I'll, I'll give you what I know though, that when they get uh, you know three million bucks from the uh, the wife uh, of the former mayor of uh, Moscow, and you know immediately she goes on the uh, exempt list for the Russian oligarchs who, <laughs> whose yeah. money was frozen. You know it's that kind of stuff where you look at it and go, oh, you really?
1: Well, you know, I mean, I, I remember pictures when when. When I was young, I don't know, were you ever young? Yeah, you were young. Uh, Bush won.
5: Yeah, I, in fact, you know, I, I'm younger now than I used to be.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Bush won. Could there ever have been a guy who would have had up his, so far up the ass of the, of the Saudis as that guy? And I remember when uh, when Noriega, When did we boot out Noriega, or did he bought by his own weight or whatever, the guy in Panama, the biggest crook.
5: I think we had to flush him out. Well, there
1: were were pictures of George
5: Bush
1: Bush sitting on the same sofa as the guy watching a football game or something, weren't there? Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's not like we haven't had this problem, for lack of a better term, all the way through. I mean, I mean, Kennedy okay, so how
5: how much of it is Hyman Ross sitting there saying, this is the life we've chosen?
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you wonder how, <laughs> how far... They're
5: criminals. They're, they're friggin' criminals. Well, you,
1: you, 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 you get so far in touch. Uh, SP futures uh, up 4, and NASDAQ futures up 32. We've been up every day. We have the Fed announcement today. They're expected to leave, leave rates uh, steady and even be more dovish. Be right back, stocks and Jacks.
4: How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy?
1: Hello and welcome back to Jacks. I'm Tamao. Andrew on the phone. Andrew, Andrew on the phone. The board is everywhere over there. SP Futures down up 5. This We're never going to be down again. Nasdaq Futures up 30. Now Futures up 36 over in Europe. These guys have been slightly up and kind of mushy lately. Today they're up somewhat across the board. Again, no big rally, but they're up. Uh, DAX up 30.2%. FTSE up 25.3%. CAC around up 30.4%. So moderately to the upside. As we get past this meeting today and PPI tomorrow, we're pretty much home free to the holiday season. Uh, Nikkei up 82.2%. Hang Seng down 145. These guys still are having trouble. 16228 228. Shanghai down 34. 29, Back under 3,000. When Russell's on, we're going to try to expound a little more on what what trouble they're in over there and is it going to be a carryover. People think it isn't. I, I don't know. Well, I hope they are right. Let's hope they are right. Dow, yes, up 173. S&P up 21. NASDAQ up 100. Just another yonder day to the upside. Bonds, down 2 basis points, 4.18. Kipun, down 5 basis points, 2.18. Japan, down 5 basis points, 0.69. Oil, uh, wow, they're up 25 cents, but they were down yesterday most of the day. 68.86 and, uh, and the West Texas. That's a uh, long way from the, 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 the guys that are crying 120. Uh, Brent, up 23 cents, 73.47. Natural gas unchanged, 231. I guess that's the El Nino winner, we've been down from $3, that's a long way in the last few weeks. bob unchanged at $198, under $2, RBOB. wow. Uh, gold, up $310, but still under $2,000, dollars can not really get a big bid. Silver, down $0.02, cents, $22.99, copper, down a penny, three seventy-seven. dollars 77 crypto, uh, down $26, $41,144, it's quite a down a little bit after being crazy there for a few days. Uh, we have the U.S. dollar. It's again before the Fed, slightly to the upside, with the euro down a little bit at 107.8, and the pound's actually down 0.3 percent. So we're actually we're up pretty much against the pound 1.25. It has been one 2.26 or seven lately. We have
2: first Trevor wither sports. All right, it is uh, at 6:38 here in Chicago on Wednesday, December 13th. Starting off with just a little bit of sports. Yesterday the Blackhawks lost to the Oilers, four to one. Moving over to some brighter things, uh, Chicago weather, maybe not so bright, actually. Uh, Chicago weather is currently at 28 degrees, we are going to have clear skies today. we are going to have a high of 40 degrees, and that's going to hit around 1 to 4 p.m. And over in Phoenix, they're currently at 44 degrees, they got clear skies. They're going to have a high of 69, and that's going to hit around 3 p.m. Now, finally, for Chicago traffic, uh, this could be the most uh, in-the-clear roads I think I've ever seen running a, a Stocks and Jocks here. Um... Heaviest traffic, you'll find, is on the uh, excuse me the inbound. It's like inbound Stevenson at Central Avenue. A uh, very light traffic around there. Other than that, no accidents to report and no major slowdowns to report. So, a good one for the roads today. Back to you, Chief.
1: The uh, there's a there, when when you deal with with people like that, I'm gonna say, uh, Kevin, I got a quick story from my family, and all these people are dead. So I guess I can I can talk about it. Might uh, you know. It's an Italian family on my mother's side, growing up in Inglewood during the Depression, basically. Three boys that all look like Luca Brazzi, big, huge guys. And, uh, and of course, there's people from you know, the underworld around, right? And my grandfather, who was from Italy, uh, basically said, Look, you're not going to be able to stay away from all these guys. Uh, and the uh, he said, But just remember one thing, you never take any of their money. You never. You can be friends. You can have dinner. You can have a few pot cocktails. You can do work for them, but you never take their dough and for some sort of a favor, right? So my one uncle ends up on the county police as a and he undercover, and they have this big raid do a bunch of stuff. Well, somewhere along the line, uh, he does somewhat of a favor for somebody, right? And uh, no, nothing. But no big, no biggie, nothing like that. And sure enough, somebody shows up with this huge envelope of cash, and my uncle says, "No." The guy goes, "What do you mean, no? You did us a favor." And he goes, "I did what I thought was right. If it helped you out, good. But I'm not taking any money." And I think some of our guys forget that. I mean, uh, remember the guy who was remember in The Godfather the first the first scene basically. Uh, what, the first scene was the wedding, but the first scene when he became. When he killed, what's his name, the guy in the white suit? That guy told everybody, what was his name? Uh, uh, the guy that uh, Vito killed to become, to start his reign. Oh,
5: um, yeah, Don uh, Fanucci.
1: Yeah, Fanucci. Well, Fanucci let it be known that he was part of the Black Hand, which was the group from Sicily, right? That's what they were known as the Black Hand. That's what my grandfather always used to say, don't, don't ever take any money from anybody in the Black Hand. Well, Fanucci let everybody think that he was in the Black Hand, but he really wasn't. Right? He just he just, he just just spouted off like he was. He was a poser. He was a poser, yeah. And uh, anyway, so I mean, I think some of our guys don't realize, I mean, the question is how much... I mean, Hillary had that off, I'll say international foundation that we all know, even though the foundation, I think, did some good work. You have to do something right to be a foundation. Yeah, a lot of it... It's
5: questionable w- how much good work I, they I, did I, do, I, but I, keep going. W-
1: I'm saying... So I mean, anybody with a, with a you know a third grade education on the streets realizes she was using that as a way to get around the law that says you're not supposed to take foreign money for a for a domestic election. Now, when is the well, last or time? Or
5: even, or even forgetting the election, Tom, it, it was just a, there's there's lifestyle there because now you have the foundation, you know, uh, uh, chartering jets. Putting them up all over right. the world in, in luxury hotels, uh, you know, etc., etc.,
1: etc. Well, um, but I'm, my so point we is, still, we, we still know we know that's that. but th- we know that's a way to get around. You know, and it's tax free. Uh, yeah, we know that's a way to get around. Well, what do you think about every? I mean, I'm not going to accuse everybody, but all these foundations, look how much money people make running nonprofits. I mean, some are. Some are spectacular. I mean, if you look at the—I well, assume it's the same numbers, but I don't know. Uh, guest on the show, uh, a friend of mine from a long time back, Robin. She became. She was on the board of the food depository. God, she moved to New Jersey. It had to be thirty years ago. She was on the board of the food depository because she she researched every place and realized these guys gave out like ninety some percent of every nickel they came in. There's other places that give out like forty. That you know, and I'm not going to name names but that, that the executives there do very well. I mean, there's, there's charity, and then there's people who believe charity begins at home, right? <laughs> uh, so you have to be, yet I also know that if you actually want to do something overseas, if you want to put uh, one of the ladies, that, she's a friend of mine, she's not part of PTI or anything like that, but she has done an awful lot of this stuff, people around the world putting deals together and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it's always an interesting story. I've never really done anything with her. Because uh, it's you know it's above my pay grade, but uh, she was doing some stuff with the United Nations and everything. And Kevin, it's a cesspool out there. They were doing some stuff for some place in Africa, and they had a. Every time they did something, they had to throw like a penny on the dollar into some Swiss bank account for some of the one of the dictators. I mean, if if you want, I mean, what do you suppose? You know, I'm not a huge fan of Bill Gates, but if he wants to put up a water treatment plant in some godforsaken place, what percentage of the money do you think? gets into the water treatment plant. If he has if he has feet on the ground and, and guards that he pays for, I'll bet he gets fifty to sixty percent of the money into the plant. If he doesn't, he's lucky if he gets ten percent into it. I mean the the world is so incredibly and crooked.
5: And when you're that rich, you don't even care about that stuff as long as you get what you want and you get the influence that goes with it.
1: Well I would I would care because if if I'm getting sixty percent in there I can put up twice as many plants for the same amount of money instead of giving it to people that are causing the problems in the place in the first place.
5: Yeah, I understand. I, mean, I, I can't think, argue with you on that, Tom. I, I, I have no argument with you. I'm, uh, I'm in full agreement.
1: But it's hard, it's hard to, to throw morals onto a place that has none. Right? But now if you use that as an excuse to always be in your private jet telling other people they shouldn't start their lawnmower. You know, if you do all those other things tell everybody else how they're screwing up the world. You know, I, I mean, in, in, enough of that. You know, don't 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 curse the darkness where other people are. Light a candle somewhere, will you? For God's sake. I mean, what,
5: what I always tell you, I'll I'll, I'll take the uh, climate crisis seriously when John Kerry and Bill Gates and all those guys start flying commercial.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, but you know, we, we have so many issues. But they all they all seem sort of the same. Uh, okay, I mean, the the amount of the amount of uh, so these guys are running for office. They're all compromised. Now the question is, you and I have to ask how much. I mean, in the local election here, um, now, this is actually, this is an interesting question. Uh, allegedly, well, I don't think it's allegedly, I it's, mean, it's, I'm sure if I dug in, Carl knows how to dig into the, the internet uh, contribution list or something. The lady we helped, we, we helped. We hit her on the show a couple of times, and I think is spectacular. Karen Reeves was running for uh, um, Bobby Rush's spot in the the, uh, election where there's 14 people running. Well, in the last two weeks, uh, Jesse Jackson's kid gets a big chunk of change from Blackman Freed, the guy from Bitcoin who's now in jail. And I think it, now, whether can I prove that that money had him win? Eh, not really. Uh, She came in third. It was real close. He had, you know, only 30% of the people showed up to vote, even though there was 14 people running now, that's, that's an issue, I think. Uh, and, and she came in third. He had, you know, whatever. He got 8% of the votes. The other, the other lady or the other guy got, you know, 7.5, and she got 7.4. Now, if he wouldn't have got the money and couldn't buy stuff the last week and have commercials, and nobody else could afford him. Now, I guess he doesn't know anybody anything now because the guy's in jail. Uh, I don't think he gave the money back where Dick Durbin and a couple other guys did. In fact, I, I'm pretty sure he didn't. Uh, pretty sure, not 100%. Uh, now, if if Freed was found not guilty, what what does Jesse Jackson's kid owe Brankman Freed? But I, mean, I, I never could quite figure this out, Kevin. It's one of the one of the mysteries of my life. What does he owe them? Is it does he stick his nose up in the air and say I'm entitled to this spot because my dad's Jesse Jackson? I don't know your crap. Maybe. Uh, that well, I don't know what that does for his next contribution. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't even know how that game is played. How yeah, much
5: are the incumbent? It doesn't matter much.
1: Okay, but I'm saying it's it's a it's a it's a business. It's a game that I, I don't know much about. But I, mean, I know a lot about the markets. That's my that's my business. But I don't. I mean, how how much do you have to owe somebody? How much do you, do you really, you know, do you take a check from a a serious left winger or right winger, and actually have to do what they tell you, what they want to have done. I mean, when you know it's it's a it's a loser proposition. I mean, I, I'd rather not be in that spot, to be honest with you, because I don't know how much I owe these guys, if at all. I mean, I can't just ignore them and grab the check. That would be, you know, what do I do? Cross my fingers behind my back like you're five years well, let's old, or what?
5: Go back to the Godfather. One day I will ask you to uh, do a service.
1: Yeah. Well, thing of it is, I would probably feel I owed the guy. And, but that's not the right spot, either, is it? No. <laughs> yeah,, <laughs> oh. that's the same thing you're saying. how How much does Trump owe to Russians for bailing them out? or trump may may not even remember they did it. I mean they, maybe that's the <laughs> <yeah>. well,
5: <laughs> actually, you know, Tom, I think the only way you can really evaluate is say, uh, how did it shape policy? You know what or or you can speculate on how it shaped policy, but what was the policy? So you know what, what showed up as policy, and uh, um, and does it look like the kind of policy that you would have uh, if, if he's if he's compromised? So and and I don't really know that there is such uh, such a policy with uh, as it pertains to Russia because um, they they really didn't get anything out of the uh, you know out of the Trump administration. They're not getting a lot out of the you know much out of the Biden administration either, even though there's some compromise there. So you know, part of that gets to be, uh, you know, who who is, uh, you know, wh- what's what's the packing order? Who who lined your pockets the most, <laughs> and then where are you going to go with that?
1: Or when, or do you do you actually have to? I assume they still have the the, the bat phone, right, to Russia? They used to have it. Uh, everybody knows what I'm talking about. The Batman had, had the phone right to the police commissioner, right? Uh, do you pick up the phone and 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 uh, you know? Tell Putin face to face. Okay, you guys supported me in these four buildings that I needed. I, I've done some stuff to help you out along the way. You invade these guys too far, too far. The, the, as far as I'm concerned, or even do you, do you have to? Do you make the call and say that's it? I don't know. Maybe I would feel I had to. I you know, but but these guys. I, I mean, I no matter no matter what I was compromised with Russia it doesn't get them it doesn't mean I, I want to invade another country. I mean, I, you know, somewhere one trumps the other, doesn't it?
5: Yeah. So, are you able to say that's a bridge too far? And if you are, good. Um, you know, th- then that you know that would explain something as well.
1: By the way, what position are you playing in the bowl game?
5: Oh, uh, I'm I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be firmly in the position that is in the recliner at home.
1: What? Uh, all right. So,
5: I, I guess I would be a left recliner. Which one are you going to play?
1: Oh God! Well, you've got. Uh, we got nine minutes here. Um, there's allegedly fifteen hundred people in the portal. Let's start from the beginning. Once I entered a portal, and a week in, was it was a week ago Monday. Uh, was was the portal start? Something
5: like that, which is which is just foolish. Why would they open that before the bowl games? I you know I suppose you can say because it allows the players more time to get situated before the second semester starts. You know before the spring term starts. But good lord, that you know, they are undermining their their own little uh, uh, golden goose here. Okay, not not that they make a lot of money off of the bowl games. I mean, if, really, what if we look at what that is? Um, more than anything else, it's uh, it's inexpensive programming for um, for ESPN, who who happens to be um, the producer of all of these bowl games, as well as the you know the as um, uh, Except for except for the Tony the Tiger Bowl, which is a CBS project.
1: CBS has has like two left: the Rose Bowl and the, Sun, and the Sun Bowl, right? I don't
5: think they have the Rose Bowl. No, I. I don't somebody
1: think somebody have. does. They're different. The ESPN. There's one I big ABC one. It. Yeah, uh, maybe ABC has it. Maybe, but one. Which is ESPN? Okay, well, all right. Because it used to be. Uh, well, anyway, the uh, the story with this just a back story. I'll I'll take a minute because I wanted seven to take Kevin to take this portal thing from start to finish here. Uh Dr. J was doing a show with me and we were talking about you know the, this that is years ago. Dr. J, uh John Nigerian. Was Jan Nigerian. Serving, yes. uh, he talked about I mean I you know, I don't he knows obviously T V better than I do. And he was talking about remember the show Moonlighting? Yeah. Uh it was uh Sybil Shepherd and uh Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Didn't they both all they, all they did was bitch about their, their money, right? And didn't both of them get to the point where they were getting like a million dollars a show? And, and I, I, I think I'm not sure. Um, Andrew, please look this up for I, I, think Moonlighting was only a half hour show, or was it an hour? Well, I, I thought it was an hour. Well, if,
5: it, if I remember right, it was an hour. I wasn't a regular watcher, but I knew. I thought know, so I thought
1: it, Civil Shepherd certainly was. Certainly, couldn't
5: high. you couldn't be alive at that time without not knowing much about Moonlighting?
1: Um. Okay. You also, if you had a pulse, you wanted to watch Civil Shepherd.
2: Awesome. Yeah,
1: she was a beautiful woman um, Anyway She's still alive? I think so, I saw her sing one night She was a terrible singer
2: so It looks like it was about an hour long, run an hour time.
1: long Okay, I'm wrong again uh, But it got to the point where then, then they get down to only like 20 some hours a year They don't want to do like 22 shows or something And finally the head of the network Said, screw it, you're, you're done And And Jan says You know, it got to the point where it was like five million dollars a show, or four million dollars a show, and they only would, it only was twenty hours or twenty two shows they wanted to do. In the old days, they used to do like forty, you know, the old westerns and stuff. And he's like, "Screw this!" And at the time, they could they could buy a football game for like three hundred thousand or two fifty that was three and a half hours program. And, and, and if it was a decent enough game, you could put it in prime time, and the ratings weren't that much, weren't that worse. They were somewhat worse I mean moonlighting was the number oh, and, one and, show and for And
5: even if they're not you know who cares the production cost is so cheap yeah you didn't, well, you, could, you could give some ground on ratings
1: so I mean so it, it, one was three and a half four hours means four now it's like five or six so all the people talking before and after but the, the 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 numbers just didn't even stack up versus a regular show now granted you still want regular shows during the winter every Monday night people will watch a show but it's it's you're way better off with Monday Night Football. It's, it's four hours or three and a half right I mean it's not even close but so a lot of that so now we we, we run forward to these bowl games and we're talking about people now gambling and, and people nothing to do during the holidays I guess but when, when i if I throw my name in the portal and I have two weeks of class left I'm saying I'm out of here right and I essentially give up my scholarship but now I obviously i don't know I'm, I'm obviously I'm asking do I get the to uh finish out my my finals and get my grades and 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 leave peaceably i re- heard stories about some school the guys put their name in a portal and they got home and all their shit was their stuff was was thrown out the dorm window on the front lawn uh, Well, a- a-
5: again no uh they they can't do that first of all you're way past when the bill was paid so <laughs> so it's it so that's not an issue anyway um it so yes of course they get to finish and I've seen things like um, you know when, when Taya Reimer went uh, uh, left uh, Notre Dame not only did she get to finish the semester she finished out the spring term too um, and uh, you know because they, they just they let her finish out her term before she transferred out and that got her that got her to graduation why why because they were being nice guys they I mean they didn't, they didn't have to give her that one but uh, but they did because um, you know some sometimes you know there there are some places that will do right by the athlete and and in in Reimer's case she could she could graduate after her third year and she still had two years to play um, so um, so she transferred to Michigan State and played there
1: it, Kevin, you've known me a bazillion years. You know, there probably isn't anybody who's got a softer softer head or a softer heart. But if the other side's going to start playing tough, it's like in a trading floor. If he was playing for keeps, I had to be playing for keeps. Um, you know, and it's not really my personality, but I learned fast. I, if if you're out because you want to go somewhere else and play and you're telling me, up yours, you know what? At some point, up yours. And I I have a feeling, Kevin, and I, I – I, 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 know how well, this is going.
5: Yeah, on. but people people leave for different reasons, and some people leave, you know, uh, on on relatively friendly terms. What they're saying is, this isn't the place for me, um, and uh, and you'll even have coaches who will help a transferring player land in a good situation. So it's it's not a hundred percent adversarial in the process. There, you know, it there there's a significant chunk of it. That is really built around, uh, you know, uh, honest conversations at the end, saying I don't see, uh, I don't see the playing time for you here, uh, and then you know it's up to you as to how you want to, uh, what you want to do about that. There have been people who have come back and they, after being told that they don't, uh, they don't see much playing time in their future, and have come back and proved the coach wrong, um, and and become you know important parts of their team. So it's, it, it, but those. Conversations happen at the end of every season, and people use that as the basis for their decisions of whether to stay or whether to go. Other people just want to go, and so each each circumstance is going to be it. a little bit different. Well, that
1: was that was the original intention of people being able to, like, say our our, our girl. The girl's on been on the show. A young lady who's been on the show with us, Katie, a couple times. Now, Katie was a, a volleyball player at a Loyola. She happened to hurt her shoulder, but she was really pretty good. Now, if If Katie would have had one year off for, like, a surgery and had a year left at Loyola and said, look, I'm transferring because I got this incredible research possibility at Vanderbilt, and Loyola does not have that kind of research, I'm going there, and oh, by the way, I'm going to play some volleyball while I'm there. That, That, to me, is a totally different sort of thing. That was sort of how the graduate transfers were designed originally. Weren't you supposed to be able to go somewhere else? Only if they had a graduate program that your current school didn't have wasn't that the original definition, back yeah. when? Well, how, that lasted what about a day?
5: Well, it's I mean it's too easy to just say oh uh, you know because in graduate schools everybody's got a very uh, uh, specific you know they'll put a, a different specific programs together. So it, as an example, uh, you know I have two new credentials winding their way through our approval process. Uh, one of them is uh, in quality management, the other is in supply chain analytics. Well, hell, you know, you could transfer to my place because there's a lot of places that may have analytics programs, but they don't have supply chain analytics. So, yeah,
1: well, I, I, but I mean, so, really, to, to so transfer you know, from all, So
5: it's, it, it's, it, 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 it was a silly rule to start with.
1: Well, the idea that you're going to transfer Ohio State to Illinois because Ohio State doesn't have the major... Come on, what what Big Ten school doesn't have whatever you're looking for? I mean, I, you know, there might be a couple, but
5: well, and you can invent them if you need to.
1: Well, that's all. It. So, uh, but now the guys like the the, the freshman at Notre Dame that are leaving, they're gone and they're not playing in a bowl game.
5: Uh, yeah, correct. So and, and hardly anybody does. I know, you know, you had the example of the punter who's uh, who's going to play for his uh, in his team's bowl game, but hardly anybody does. I and mean, when once you're gone you know that that affects relationships with teammates you know there's there's a whole bunch of stuff involved in there um as to what your commitment is to the game and and so on so the people who are going to play are they're, they're committed to playing and and the teammates understand that and it makes sense so i i don't think you want them to to stick around for the ball game um with you know probably rare exceptions
1: well i guess we got to get russell but a uh Simple math question. Between the people who think they're going to be in the draft, they don't want to play, which, you know, some teams have a few, some people don't, and the 1,500 people that are in the portal that's it's signed up for the portal, uh, are there teams that started out with 60 people that are down to 40? I mean, and <laughs> that their best well, 40? They, no,
5: Notre Dame's opponent is down to its third-string quarterback because the top two are leaving. They're playing who? Oregon State.
1: And uh, how many other people are leaving? All oh, from
5: Paris? Yeah, I I think it's you know it's basically we're we're hearkening back to the days of having a freshman football team.
1: Um, how did uh last question? How did Wisconsin end up on a New Year's Day bowl against LSU? Uh
5: it's whatever the arrangement is that the SEC and the uh, Big Ten have with their bowl games.
1: So were they even were they even? There, top there's three? an
5: order of what they do so. You know that, um, you know the, I, I don't remember what bowl game they have, but you know it's like the fourth place, uh, uh, the fourth place team in one conference will pair off against the fifth place team in another conference. It's it's all part of their contracts with the
1: But they've got to be well, obviously below Ohio State. They got to be below Penn State. Are they better than Iowa? Probably not even better than Iowa. Are they?
5: Yeah, I don't know. Have you seen Iowa's offense?
1: I mean, Iowa's in a championship game at least.
5: Yeah, so that means they won the division there. <laughs> well, they
1: with, beat Wisconsin.
5: That Wisconsin is in, so there you have it.
1: Well, that, How would you like to be the ads makers in all these games not even know who's playing?
5: Uh, I think they they need to focus on their prop bets.
1: Oh, God. All right, Bud, we'll talk to you at you uh, Friday. SP Futures up four and NCAA Futures up 34. Real quick break, Mr. Russell Rhodes,
4: Professor Russell Rhodes.
1: Stocks, jocks stocks, and jocks, stocks, and Jocks.
5: You are out of control. Right here. Right now, Right here. Right now. There's something happening here. What
1: well, I'm Ropay Stocks and Jocks. I'm Tom Harold Andrew on the board. SB Features up five. Uh, the March contract is up five. Uh, NASDAQ futures up 32 and f- a quarter, so we're continuing our our, our march into the green here. Do we have the professor?
3: I'm here. How are Happy you, bud? Happy Wednesday. How hey, are you?
1: I'm doing all right. Happy uh, yeah. two Wednesdays before uh, Christmas. You know shopping good. done?
3: Oh, yeah. Somebody did that for me. Uh, I'm good.
1: Um, <laughs> it's one thing <laughs> for sure. I'm good.
3: Let's it's, just say I'm good. There you go.
1: That's one thing for sure with three ladies in the house I bet you never there's always somebody oh, who'd be happy okay. to do some shopping for you.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. I have um I'm taking the youngest to to New York between Christmas and New Year's and I'm scheduling as many things to go to as possible. Uh, cuz if we're, you know, if, if we're on top of the Empire State Building, we sure as heck are not at uh, you know, Saks.
1: Um I can see you wandering <laughs> up and down uh, yeah. you know, uh the streets Yeah.
3: The, the more the more things we have going on, the less shopping time there is. Um, we'll leave it at that.
1: Wow. I, had a, I had a lady, a very nice lady, she used to trade for us. Um, she was mm-hmm. market maker, broker, and uh, just a terrific person. And uh, we were pretty good friends. Uh, and she, she decided to you know, she goes, you know, I said, you know, I probably since I'm running for the board, I probably need some new duds. Just give me your credit card. I'll go I'll get a bunch of stuff. Give me your size. I will take care of it for you. And I'm going.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> she Just loved a shot. Who knows what she'd have come back with? How much that would have cost me? But I, I just say I deferred. I deferred. Mm-hmm.
3: So there was a there, there there was a young lady who used to to do uh, reports from the floor, and one of the uh, one of the floor traders had given her a credit card for the very same thing.
1: I bet you can back. With, they come back with some nice stuff, you know. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, you ever see anything you're, you know, you
3: think I'd like? Go ahead. Yeah. So.
1: Oh okay. God! The uh, uh,
3: we, we we should all uh, be so trusting and wealthy. Uh,
1: yeah. Um. Hey, two two major things I want to ask you about. Uh,
3: mm-hmm. Well,
1: first I will ask you for sure. Uh, do you, did you are you getting the, the, the blind pooch at all over the holidays?
3: We do not get the blind pooch over the holidays. Um, one of, one of the Rhodes girls is getting her wisdom teeth pulled out. So, uh, the other, and the other one's going to New York with her dad. So that's why the that's why we're not getting the blind pooch over the holidays. Is uh, she uh,
1: getting them all done at not, once?
3: She yeah, she's getting them all done at once. And Man, are we going to videotape the post? Uh, you know the the you know when she's waking up on the medicine. Oh god. Yeah, it'll be kind of fun. For who? So, for us. That's why you have kids. God. Make fun of them and enjoy them and all that kind of stuff.
1: Um, Entertainment. The, the you start wor-
3: to get sick of you. Got start to get sick of your roommates, so you start having kids.
1: Did you Did you ever get yours taken out?
3: I did. I only had three taken out. That's a long story. Um, but yes, I remember when I got mine taken out.
1: Uh,
3: yeah, and uh, I was in high school still.
1: I was early in high school. Mm-hmm. Mine were severely impacted, and in those days. Uh, they didn't put you out. You didn't go to the hospital.
3: Oh, gosh oh, That's terrible
1: and uh, So I went to see this guy and they did one a week for four weeks during one of my summers And it was not the world's best summer
3: you had to be lo- you had to be looking forward to that weekly well, <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. I
1: I, I to this day that's I remember horrible well, they were so there was not there was no room at all There wasn't even a spot back there for them to come in right so they were coming directly sideways. So I go to the. Oh,
3: so they were yanking. Oh. oh yeah. So
1: I mean, I go and he's you know throwing all kinds of novocaine all over the place, which wasn't bad enough.
3: hmm
1: He starts digging. I don't know. I don't know where the hell he was digging. Uh, and all I know is at mm-hmm. one point he had his knee right on the on the family jewels, yanking this thing out. That's how. <laughs> I,
3: and that was probably the least of the two painful things going. on. Oh, I know. On. And
1: and all of a sudden this thing <laughs> pops out. And it was the size of a friggin' horse tooth. And I'm like, where did that come from? It had to come out of my lung, for God's sake. Because there was no it, even. It
3: was way the hell up in there. Right? Way,
1: wherever it came from. I'm like, where did, where did you get that? <laughs> and uh, the top ones weren't as bad, but the bottom ones, I'm like, he, you know, he's got. He, his whole weight's on my body, yanking a thing out like if he was pulling a horse to it. I'm like, and you're awake for this. You know, the, and I'm, mm. all I can think of is. I got three more weeks of this to go.
3: <laughs> I yeah, that's what I can only. I mean, goodness. After the first one, you know, at least normally when you have stuff like that done, when you leave the the, the, the appointment, you're done.
1: Yeah. So,
3: yeah, I I, I I can only imagine your response when you heard the dentist say, "And we'll see you next week."
1: But he did say that he took the hardest one out first. But at one point, he goes, okay. "Now you got to hold, you got to hold real still," and he put something in, and he had a he had a. Pounds through a bone, he, like whacked the thing with a hammer. He, we had to go through something, break something to get at it. Gee,
3: well, it's too that, bad we didn't have. I, I, oh, I would love to see a video of this.
1: I just, you know, it was bizarre world, but uh, that's what they did. I mean, you had enough Novocaine, we didn't feel anything, but it was like, what are you doing? And everything he pulls out is just bloody as hell. Get out! But <laughs> so, let's say medicines gotten better. They just put you out. You wake up. You don't know what what they did to you. And I guess, I guess you don't care necessarily. But uh, anyway, uh, I hope she does well with this, and uh, it'll be a couple of weeks. And anyway, so my my two and questions we'll are: back,
3: we'll send her back to college. Oh uh, so, yeah,
1: Fed. Fed is, uh, and I, I got this, this absolutely horrible feeling about these guys. I don't think they sp- speak a word of truth. They are dying to get back on the twenty five year plan that I've been working on the last few days. I I don't want to send this to you because it'll it'll screw your mind up regarding the going back to the history that. Uh, Nineteen ninety nine and what they did with, you know, money supply and CPI and how I, I honestly believe uh, that they've absolutely cut the CPI in half for twenty five years. Maybe it may be worse yeah, because I'm of. I'm kind
3: of I'm kind of thinking that one through. Yeah, I could, I kind of see that.
1: Well, I think if you were to if you were to adjust the medical piece in nineteen ninety nine to twenty percent of the economy, the CPI would have doubled instead of work from. So work, just that just yeah, that, that one right. adjustment would have made it would have made mm-hmm. it double, and they and they and, and the the market is dying to have them go back to that, where we're gonna we're gonna increase the money supply six percent a year, we're gonna say there's two percent inflation even though even though it's five or six, and we're just gonna at the, in the end of ten years the people with assets are gonna be even more wildly wealthy compared to the rest of the people, and be and the rest of the people are too too dumb collectively to realize it, and not, and they won't do anything about it. It's not even an issue on the on any, any kind of uh, election agenda. It's not even a... B- inflation's totally off the table. And I look here, I'm looking at the now weekly money supply numbers that I guess they give you in arrears. Money supply is higher than it was in April. So you tell me how much mm-hmm. these guys are fighting inflation or the price level. They're not fighting it at all. They've, and and, the, and the, the investing public is starting to figure it out, that we're just going to keep pumping, just keep pumping. Mm-hmm. And uh, in one, one man's opinion, the other is how much, how much, how long... Can our market and the rest of the world market go one way and uh, China go the other way without, if they pull another $100 billion out of the investments in the U.S., given the fact that we're broke every year, when does that make a difference, if ever? I mean, I, I'm not saying tomorrow. I'm not saying short anything. By God, I want to be long here, but, or at least it seems like it. Uh, you know, who knows? We could go down to the staff room if the guy says something wrong, but it seems like the trend is up here. What what yeah. what could upset this what what makes you nervous here, Bud, or anything?
3: Well, I think any, if 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 he says something like, uh, "We have no intentions of cutting rates until later 24 2024 Nobody believes uh, him. Nobody believes him. Well, well, I know nobody believes him because the 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 market's pricing in May first now. It was pricing in this time last week. It was pricing in March twentieth.
1: If it if the it takes the
3: the employment number actually pushed it back. To, uh, May first for right now. Um, two months ago, we were talking about September.
1: It's going to the
3: stock market. Well, where I'm going with this is the the the, the stock market. The, the the leg that we've had in the stock market lately has been completely rate driven. So if, uh, if you see a dramatic to the market's attitude around it because of things that are said today, um, that you know that that's what could end up pushing the stock market down. That's but, my, big, my big concern. But, 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 but nobody. Any, any indication that they're going to push it out and the market believing it.
1: The guy, the guy has not uttered a word. I mean, I actually think he's a good guy. He has not uttered a word of truth in five years. If he says, don't worry, we're still pushing on this, the entire world knows he's going to drop the rates twice next year to do his best he can to influence the election, which they always do
3: uh actually they're they're pricing right now the market's pricing at a full percentage point cut
1: okay i wouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me at all the, but the weird part is
3: I, I think see I personally think that's aggressive i think maybe maybe I, I think what you just said is more accurate than that and i this is probably the first time in a decade that that I just feel like um the market's outlook has the the market where people are putting money to work that that outlook is wrong
1: um
3: I don't think they're going to be able to um, but,
1: but what As long as they're, they're they're pumping some money Into the system and they're not pulling it out we're, The price levels Are going to continue to creep up Maybe not as fast as they have been I mean, when, when you say uh, when The world's all concerned about cutting back From this five, 5 point something number We're higher here than we were When we were at 1 The market Yeah I mean, It's not like we're down 40% We're hoping to get that back We're up
3: I know i know
1: <laughs> and
3: and we're up again based on the uh you know the really just based on the the belief that uh cuts are just around the corner and i just i, I don't see that i don't i don't necessarily think it's needed is there anything if, if we have status quo in the numbers that we're seeing right now is there any reason that they should cut other than to, to you know make the rich richer in the poor poor?
1: um the one the one the one the one reason I think they should get down a little bit and i'm just just mm-hmm. one is the the ticking time bomb if you you can't have new mortgage rates four percent four and a half percent higher than everybody in their house has them currently if if you mm-hmm. can avoid it in other words mm-hmm. it, i'm not i'm not saying you should get interest rates down to one and a half percent again. Which what the market seems to think that that's what you should do. I'm talking about if we can somehow get mortgage rates into what I consider to be the normal range, six and a half, and not eight. I think that helps a little bit.
3: Because
1: mm-hmm. I'm really worried about. Yeah, no,
3: it'll, it'll help a lot. And
1: um, I'm not talking uh, started, three again. I'm not talking three. I'm talking yeah. six. I think eight's a little a little rich.
3: And that and that is and, and that's a re- the the housing thing is a reason for them to uh, maybe start lowering rates a bit. Uh, we're I, I'm looking at places in Indiana uh, to buy places. and just about every place I look at has been on the market for a little while and has a price cut.
1: Well, I mean, I, I mean and, how and do you
3: so, and you know that, that right there, I think is a pretty good indication that it, uh, a couple of months ago, or maybe about three months ago, um, same situation. Around in Indiana, and things only stayed on the market for maybe a week or two, and they were gone. So that has slowed up. Um, and it, from what I can tell, that has slowed up tremendously. Um, and that's the that's the, the reasons for them to cut rates. Other than they can, um, I, I don't I don't think they're there.
1: Well, I, I, you know, judge judges I, paper, I, professor. You get. I don't. I don't know. I mean, what, everybody
3: thinks they're going to cut rates because if, if inflation gets down to a certain level,
1: uh, they don't
3: necessarily. They're not going to want to cut rates unless you know, unless there's a reason uh, to to help the economy, and we're not seeing any reason to help the economy.
1: Um, let me shift gears and, for and we a second. Did
3: say, and the one other little thing was we did say for a long time when we were at excessively low rates that it was more can the Fed raise rates to get back to a normal interest rate. You know, the Fed can do this. Well, they can cut rates, but does that mean they need to?
1: Well, it depends on what you say, meaning by the word need. Uh, I would say that you and I, if you were to give a very tricky final exam to a bunch of monetary theorist people, right now, is it's got to be one of the trickiest, I am want to say, policy times. I've, this, I'm not saying this meeting today is the most important. I'm not one of those knuckleheads, but I'm going to say this. This is the trickiest. You look at what I just said. Makes some sense, okay? Uh, That you know you really don't want to have somebody have if they walk out of their house, they have to go from three and a half to eight and a half for a mortgage. I mean, it's very damaging. It, It could be if you ever had layoffs, it could be a real problem. But you also don't want to be in a trick bag, which is I think where they are, Russell. The the median house price for a house is up to four o six, that number mm-hmm. should be three and a quarter. They they pumped it up there, so you can't. They also can't be in a position of defending that price. The price is too friggin high. Yeah, in my so opinion, that's a
3: reason. That that's a reason right there that, that they shouldn't cut rates.
1: But the people that control them, and I honestly believe they're controlled. One template, yeah. Um, the 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 one temp. They don't want, you know, uh, the lady who just sold the $2 billion worth of stock in Las Vegas Sands at 56 P.E. and bought part of the basketball team. I don't know, Boo, about mm-hmm. Las Vegas fans, and I'm not going to say short of them or anything like that. Uh, the last thing the real people, which you and I aren't, want is for Las Vegas Sands to trade at a 30 P.E. instead of 56, where you and I might say it, it quote, belongs historically. Doesn't mean it belongs there today. Mm-hmm. They, they, that is not. They're, they're not going to do that. So, what are they going to do? They can't. They, are they in a position of defending the current price level that they created, or are they going to go to a, a more normal routine? And if you go to a, you, you can't go to a normal interest rate level and defend this price level at the same time. Can you?
4: Um.
3: I, I feel like you start to get cross-currents in there that might might screw things up a bit.
1: I mean, you, you're, you're pricing... Again, let, yeah, this is one man's opinion. Uh, you're pricing... Let's, let's take professional teams. You're pricing teams at probably two to three times, if you use any kind of an implied interest rate so ever, two and three times the income or... Uh, the interest, interest payment at, at even like a 6% rate is probably two and three times the total income for that year. That That's what you have things priced at. I mean, you're, you're talking about companies that are they're trading 10 and 12 times, 13 times revenue, not earnings. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's hard to defend those prices. If you do, where do you have to put your interest rates? What do you have to do with the rest of the world? What do you have to do with the regular people? You, you can't do it all at once, I don't think, can you?
3: No, not at all, and that's that's and that's another reason that that I am I'm, I'm kind of hung up on. Uh, it, it's like everybody seems to think that they should cut rates just because uh, they're in a position where they can. Uh, they need to cut rates to. I mean, the idea is they're supposed to cut rates to help, um, you know, help economic activity. I and, think, and really, and and th- th- they're supposed to cut rates when we're having a trouble with employment. The Fed's mandate in and, and they, they've gotten so far away from this that, that people forget it, but you always have to loop back to their mandate. I would love to hear Powell say, remind everybody, our mandate is, um, you know, the best employment number we can come up with without causing inflation. And you know, if he were going to be completely honest, I think he would stand up there and say, that's our mandate. And for the foreseeable future, we don't see employment. We don't see any issues with employment. So you know, status quo is what you're going to see. I, I
1: I think there is a.
3: I mean that 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 would be an honest answer to where we are right now. And um, maybe that's why I have a heck of a time thinking that rates are going to start coming down. You know,
1: see, I now. I think that everything they do now is so compromised that every definition is so different. What what is what does employment even mean? Um, the employment—if you look at those numbers—you
3: know—is it a percentage of the people that are in there, or is it, you know, the actual number of jobs? Because um, I mean, we've talked about how the employment number is flawed, and um, you know, it's just the percentage of people that are trying to find a job. You know, my uh, my lovely bride, who is working at the uh, gluten-free bakery. Um, she's still she's you know, still nursing, and, isn't she? No, 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 no. She's uh, no, no. She's not nursing.
1: What was um, she doing before? She was working at uh, medical care somewhere, wasn't she?
3: Raising my kids. Oh, uh, oh I thought
1: was, she originally was in medical care or something.
3: She was originally. But oh, okay. That, okay. That came to it. That came to an end when um, the college student showed up at her house nineteen years ago.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah,
3: but, um, and and now that now that those two can take care of themselves, she's back out there doing something a little bit different. They can take but care where, of themselves. Where I was, and, go, where I was yeah. going with that was, I was going to say. Um, She never, I think she was not in the, you know, she didn't count as part of the unemployment because she wasn't officially in the labor force for the past 18 years or so, Um, you know, and now she has rejoined the labor force. So she wasn't counted as unemployment for for some unemployed for some time. And, you know, she won't put in for unemployment if, if she quits doing this. So she never really shows up in the statistics anyway, I guess. Well, she's, um, but
1: she's paying unemployment insurance.
3: Yeah, I guess. She, so, yeah, that's what I'm trying to think through. Um, you know, so I guess she does show up in the numbers. And then... what? Well, no, if, she, 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 she shows up now. If she, she's she's employed. But if she, and if she quits tomorrow, but she's not looking, then she's just totally not involved in the number it, anymore. Well, that's,
1: this is what they're... According to Kyle, this is how they're cheating. If she quits uh, tomorrow and, and, and doesn't say boo... Uh, She's considered back out of, the, out of the employment. She's back in the we-don't-know-what-they're-doing column, column three. Mm-hmm. She's not working. She's not uh, unemployed looking for a job. If she signs right. up for an employment, they're going to assume that she's looking for a job. And the day those checks run out, they're going to assume she's no longer looking for a job, even though she might be, and she drops back in column three. That's why mm-hmm. the interplay between those two columns is so screwed up that you, can't almost, you almost can't even go by it. On a month-to-month basis, <laughs> but where, where I was going with this is, is as I think right now the Fed has got themselves in a trick bag. Of what you just said earlier is probably the most cogent thing either one of us have said. That because the rates have gone up some, the prices of the houses are going down. They don't want that. They they, they don't want the they want to they want to maintain the price level because a lot of people depend on it. The, the right people depend on it. You as a buyer say. Hey, the guy cut it. The house was 300 two years ago. Somehow it got up to 450 and now it's down to 400. What's the problem? Well, it's a problem if BlackRock just bought it at 450. Right?
3: Yeah. And that, that's a huge problem.
1: Yeah. So Did, did we,
3: you guys talk at all about them um, talking about making Wall Street divest themselves of housing?
1: That's never going to happen.
3: I know it's never going to happen, but I, just, I love that that's the automatic reaction. If they're buying it and makes it go up, then we're going to make them
1: sell. I love
3: our free
2: market.
1: Yeah, we can't. We were just talking earlier about uh, what happens if we find out this. I don't know if you listened to the show yesterday, but there was an article. I I, I think I sent it to you. had to do a young lady, uh, CNBC, wrote this article regarding how difficult it's going to be as we get more and more not in love with China. To essentially, people divest themselves of what they got over there because they're still giving them, giving them, selling them, selling them stuff that can be used militarily as well as otherwise. You I know, mean, if you sell somebody a pair of pants, they, can, they you can put it on your soldier as well as you can somebody else, right? I mean, uh, so they're saying that this I've,
3: is. I've always, I've always found the whole humanitarian versus military aid thing funny.
1: Yeah, because if you're
3: if if you're giving a bunch of humanitarian aid, well, that means that they they got money they can spend on military stuff.
1: Right, well, I mean, yeah, it so all
3: ends, it all ends up going into the same account.
1: So their markets are continuing to head south. Okay, they're, they're volatile, but they're heading south. Uh, they, they have these real estate issues. They've come over in the last year. I have this thing. I just threw in my favorites. Uh, the amount of money that they've invested in the U.S. is down. They were what a trillion, and now they're like eight hundred and fifty billion. So there's still a lot, but there's because some they're lot, running out of money. They're running out of money. Um, I'm thinking, I've heard from some of my people who like to be long gold and gold never goes up, think they're a liquidator of gold. Uh, wh- what's your read? You're our most knowledgeable you think,
3: person. You, you, think, you think that's what, what ended up happening about a week, week and a half ago, where gold was up and then all of a sudden it just completely flipped?
1: Yeah, you know, that that Sunday night, though, Kenny Polcari seems to think that might have been a fat finger deal, where it was up 60 bucks then down the next morning.
3: Oh, exactly.
1: I'm not sure he's right about it, but it, it seemed really weird with... What gold was up? I, I,
3: I know. So I know who I can ask.
1: Because it was up. I'm going to ask. Sunday night it was up 45 <laughs> bucks. I came in, in the morning. It was down. So that's, yeah.
3: No, I remember. And 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 the reason that I say, well, maybe it was them selling if it wasn't a fat finger thing, is because of the timing of it falling apart. Could be. During Asian market hours, I I had that in the back of my mind for a while, but I hadn't really figured out a way to go about pursuing it. What,
1: um, what do you make so, of uh, what's there? How much further can there Markets sink without a problem. I mean, the, the Evergrande's a problem. The other guys are a problem. Well, here,
3: here's the thing: is there there were and I've forgotten exactly what what sort of uh, stimulus they were hoping for, but uh, everybody was expecting the government to do something over the past couple of days there, and they fell very short of what the expectations are, um, and that you know, that's why it continues to grind lower. The hang, sink, you know, the Chinese stocks continue to grind lower. They they are. I really think that the housing problem that they have is multiples of, of the housing problem that we had back in two thousand eight.
1: Do they have as much? They have. No. Do they have as much leverage? It's
3: sitting in that so much more so because people have been paying into a mortgage and have no assets. Houses never got built.
1: What? what so what? When can you stop paying? Have you never got the place? How does well, that work? You
3: just do. That's what happened. Is people just did stop paying?
1: You know, after I break, paid, let, after so break, right let's go through this.
3: Place and and I, that's what happened. People stopped paying the mortgage on the house that the developers were halfway through building.
1: Well, let's review there's that a little no, bit after the break.
3: There's no asset. There's no more cash flow to keep. You know, keep building.
1: Did you buy the dip? S&P futures were only up 5, that was the dip, now they're up 8. NASDAQ futures it, up 43. I did not this,
3: buy the dip, but we got, a, we got a flat PPI.
1: This is, uh, oh we did? Same like. Alright, well, whatever the number is, we like it. Yeah, manufactured or not. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're manufactured, yeah, produce, but that's
3: n- me. Producer prices up 0.9% year over year.
1: Anybody who believes that? one. Uh, you know, I got a, I got a bridge for you.
3: They don't. They, anybody believes that doesn't produce anything.
1: Right, SP Futures up seven. ASB Futures up forty two. <laughs> Be right back, Stacks and Jacks.
6: on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks.
1: Hello, this is Tom Howard, the chief. We've talked a lot on the show about risk and suitability, about how your portfolio should match your age, income, and risk appetite. It's been hard for investors to maintain that suitability in the last several years due to a Fed strategy that has driven interest rates to virtually zero. You may even heard that the Fed was trying to drive conservative investors to a riskier portfolio on purpose, for whatever reason. I'm sure you are aware of investors that took some increased risk, such as longer-term fixed-income securities, and are now unhappy with that choice. At PTI, we have always stressed total portfolio risk awareness and tried to minimize chasing returns in a tough environment. Well, now it looks like MAM interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term. I think it's time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to ptisecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's ptisecurities.com.
4: 3456, that's seven oh eight three four nine three four five six or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesource realty.com. Stocks, jocks.
1: jocks, stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right, here. right now, right here. Right now, right now. back Pay Station Jackson. I'm telling you how Andrew on the on the board. SP futures up six, as futures up uh, 36. We have the PPI came in what I believe unchanged. I'm going to go through that in a second uh, when Andrew uh, dig through the uh, the detail while Andrew's doing traffic, weather, sports. I uh, said so we got the uh, uh, futures up seven in the uh, S&P, and we got the Nasdaq up 40, got the Dow up 41. I don't see any individual stock. in the Dow, Apple's up 109. Uh, Johnson & Johnson's down a buck 22. Microsoft's up 269. So nothing, nothing crazy in the in the Dow stocks. Over in Europe, we've got the uh, up, but not a whole, not a whole hell of a lot. Uh, Dax up eight eight points. Uh, call that flat. Footsie up 23.3 percent. Cac run up 13.2. UK GDP dips 0.3 percent, which is uh, that's not good. Uh, but that's uh, that's the number that came out there. Even though their stocks are actually up a little bit. Over in Asia, we've got the up 82.2%. Hang Seng down 145, almost a full 1%, 0.916,228. Shanghai down 34, 1.15, kind of well under 3,000, 29.68. Uh, yesterday, we, of course, were up like we are every day, top 173, S&P up 21, NASDAQ up 100. Uh, bonds, 10-year rates, uh, down 3 basis points, 418 that's what we're you know, dealing with the Fed today, seeing where those numbers are going to go because you price stuff off those. Uh, the Bund, minus 3 basis points, 2.20. Japan down 5 basis points, 0.69. Oil, up 55 cents but still 69.16, under 70 bucks. Brent up 50 cents, 73.74. Natural gas up a penny but 232, which is real cheap for December. I guess we got an El Nino winner, El Nino. Uh Arba up a penny of 199, under 2 bucks. Gold. Up 380. That's a dead cat bounce. 1997 still under 2,000. Silver down eight cents. 22.93. Copper unchanged. 3.77. We've got uh, Bitcoin up 191. 41,000. 362 was 44,000 two days ago, but still has been on a run. We have the U.S. dollar slightly up, uh, very slightly against the euro, four basis points at 107.9. Up reasonable amount against the G.D. uh, British pound, uh, 0.2 percent. At 125, it's part of that has to do with their GDP as well, not just our numbers on the PPI. We yeah, have for us traffic, weather, sports, and I'll take a look at this PPI thing with Russell.
2: All right, it is 7:37 here in Chicago on Wednesday, December 13th. Uh, starting off a little bit of sports, uh, just some hockey. The Blackhawks lost to the Oilers yesterday. The game was four to one. Uh, Chicago weather—it's going to be sunny right now. We got 26 degrees. Uh, Excuse me, it's 26 degrees out there right now, we're gonna have a high of 39, it's gonna hit around 2 p.m. And over in Phoenix, they are currently at 43 degrees, they got clear skies. They're gonna have a high of 70, that's gonna hit around 4 p.m. Now finally, for Chicago traffic, it looks like a lot more in the red than we saw in our first hour. Uh, Still no major accidents to report, but if you're coming in on the inbound, expect some uh, delays near Central Avenue, or if you're coming in on the Stevenson, or if you're coming in on the Eisenhower, expect delays anywhere between 1st Avenue to about Independence Boulevard. Uh, if you're on the outbound, there's a little bit of traffic on the Eisenhower, the same areas, uh, specifically near Austin Boulevard. Uh, other than that, not too bad of a day, so back to you, Chief.
1: The, um, Russell, I, this is not, uh... Well, first of all, let's talk a little bit about this PPA. Both the services and the goods were unchanged. I don't think you've ever seen that interview. Uh,
3: no. Not not coming in right there like that, no.
1: Um, I anyway,
3: and usually they deviate from each other, don't
1: they? Yeah, usually one month it's been, uh, for a while it was the goods were down with the services were catching up to the few years, and uh, now it's kind of even. But I, they, they're talking 0.9% for the last 12 months? Come on. Uh, really?
3: Uh, I mean, was November last year a really high number or something like that? I could sort of go with that, but I don't think it was. I feel like we were already starting to to taper off a bit at this, by, about this time last year.
1: uh, Russell, nobody would want me in any, for many reasons, uh, would want me in any of these, like, fed or any of these meetings, and nobody would want me in Uh national TV, especially if I brought all you naysayers with. Imagine if I had you guys as my guests on a national TV show. um,
3: Oh, it'd be a blast.
1: It would be a blast.
3: I I might be trying out for one.
1: See, you're you're streetable. The rest of us maybe aren't.
3: I'm working on becoming streetable.
1: I, I think you're... You, you know, no. you, you might have to go with the suit coat and not the cardigan, but
3: I don't, yeah, I gotta I gotta do something about the uh, um but but wardrobe. You
1: gotta lose the so. pipe. You can't be on TV with a pipe. Which which, which one? All of them. You can't. The, you know, you gotta have the big pro- professorial one. is down about three feet from your chin, right? The
3: hippie one. Um, you know.
1: Yeah, we have just. I uh. <laughs> but every, every every term we throw around. Economically, you and uh, I—you because you 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 are a professor, and me because I got to beat into me enough professors. Whenever you throw a term around, we always are not comfortable if we can't really define the term. And I find these days when people wing all these economic terms around, not only do they not know the definition, but the definition is getting a little wobbly. Uh, I uh, was—I don't know if I mentioned this last week to you, but. I dug through that uh, Stockman paper and I sent it to you. And he, I, and I had not even. Be, I've said this a few times, but I'll, I'll be brief. The median, the median labor labor number uh, income at you know thirty six to forty. I always thought it was higher than thirty six. Anyway, he comes in at forty. So if somebody agrees with you immediately. Say that's a great article, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You shouldn't really do that. Let's say, say the, the median is, is 40 grand, meaning half people in the world individually, not families, make over 40 and half make, make less. I don't mm-hmm. know why, Russell, but if you'd have given me a multiple choice question, if you take the bottom of the 40, the 50% that are below the 40, what mm-hmm. do you think the median of that is? I would have honestly said that an awful lot of people were stuck in the high 20s and the 30s. And Mm -hmm. uh, I would have guessed somewhere between twenty-eight and thirty-one, and I would be so far wrong, I'd you'd be putting a big red F on the top of it. It, It's like seventeen. It was
3: was in the teens. Yeah, it was like
1: seventeen-nine. So when when you when you or one of the attractive young ladies on TV say, "What do you mean? Jobs are easy to get? What kind of jobs? I mean, we're talking about jobs that are that are at the poverty line for God's sake." Right,
3: the, the, the most recent Starbucks I went to, I, they had a, a, a help wanted signing, signing bonus sign.
1: Well, I, I went to, uh,
3: but they but they need to unionize. Uh,
1: well, <laughs> so but but I, I, I was stunned at the, uh, I went to the, well, these worker workers that do some work at my place now. Of course, it's winter time, but last time the last couple of times they were over, one of the guy brings his, his kids, one of his kids, and his kids, you know, he's in high school, I mean, he's not like he's a twelve or anything. They they love this Chick fil A. I, I, Why they do, I have no concept, but they do. And uh, the sandwiches there are, you know, they're, they're not super pricey, but they're not big enough for anybody who's a male to say that's lunch, right? Uh, especially if you're yeah, working. Yeah,
4: they,
1: you know. So you got to have the, the, the side of strips or tots or whatever the hell it is and the fries. Well, anyway, the the, the family in front of me, the guy's got two daughters that are maybe 17 and 15, and maybe a uh, ten-year, ten-year-old kid, they get, you know, cokes and all the other stuff. Lunch is eighty-three dollars. We're not talking about booze here. We're talking, about, I mean, eighty-three bucks.
3: No, I, I'm, I'm, well aware. My, uh, with with everybody in my family running all over the place, um, you know, my ki- my kids are living off a of Doordash, and I, I know exactly. You know, I, I see it on the the credit card that's assigned to them. Um, I know. The, I, I'll tell you a better story, and you'll love this. Boy, will you love it. Uh, my wife came down to a faculty uh, holiday party, and we were driving back from Indiana on, on Friday night. And now we have four cameras in this house, and so we can see pretty much everything that's going on. Um, and Mary Beth sees that some food has been dropped off on the front porch, and there's two drinks. Our daughter is supposed to be here alone and not have anybody else in the
1: house. Well, I would hate that if oh, I remember, was a kid.
3: Oh, yeah, and, and she's... Well, but, I mean, you know, just... You know, she's in a little trouble for some other stuff, so she's kind of pseudo-grounded. Um, so she had she had ordered food, and Mary Beth saw on the camera two drinks. She snuck somebody over time. There's somebody in that house, blah, 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 blah. And um, she said, see what she ordered. And I couldn't see what she ordered, but I could see she had ordered from Portillo's. And it was $40. Bucks. And my wife's like, oh, she, she's somebody's over there. She had somebody over there, and she bought him food, blah, blah, blah. No, the kid had gotten a Sprite and a shake, and that's why there were two drinks. But she'd also gotten, you know, like, chicken tenders, fries, and onion rings, and all of that together for one person with the delivery and everything was $41. So, you
1: know, if, if I might have to teach. That's te-
3: ridiculous. I couldn't yeah. even. I, I when I was in high school good, I mean forty bucks would have been, you know, what I might have spent taking my date to prom. Yeah. Not not ordering for one. Should but I it mention was for one person. It's like you just said. And, should I should I mention uh, to
1: her how, how bubblegum works wonders on those cameras?
3: Uh, oh, we've got you're you're really going down a bad rabbit hole, but this is freaking awesome and I think I can get you the video. Um, oh god. One of one one of one of the kids out here uh put put the uh, over the camera when the parents were out of town so they couldn't see who was coming over and the parents could see like Fuzzy moving around and said something about it so the kid took a sharpie and drew on the tape so they couldn't see anymore (laughs) and they have a recorded video of him doing
1: Oh god. But
3: the thing with those cameras is you can also hear everything. So it really wasn't helping them much.
1: Well, I remember there were there were guys I never I never dug into anybody's booze or anything in the house, but there were guys that that did, and, and, and then they noticed that there was a line on like the old man's booze bottle, where he left the booze. And then then you get to the point where you you drain it down, then you fill it up with water. and The old man was like, "God, this whiskey doesn't taste right." <laughs> okay, because it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's half water. I remember that one too. It's half water, but I mean we're we're kind of reaching this point where and this has been my my one of my wacky goofy goofiest themes of the last week has been we're, we're reaching if we're not already there yet the difference in cash and just perceptions of money between the top tenth to one percent or one percent and the rest of the people it, it's the Fed has made it so it's monopoly money for the top people they don't they don't even know oh yeah I mean the 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 the, the, the lady who, who took the Two billion dollars out of Las Vegas sand and threw it in the. I don't. Th- I mean, I, I'm going to assume she's a regular person. I mean, it, it grew up normally yeah. like the rest of us. Well, like, who knows? If we grew up normally, but the. How, how do you? How do you even know? What, how do you even position two billion dollars sitting on your dining room table? Do you have any idea what that even means? I mean, I, I don't. I just.
3: It just. It, it, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say it slowly so I don't say it wrong. Um, they're just people with FU money.
1: Yeah, but but, but it's not... It, I mean, it was, that, that
3: really is just what it... If, but it's tr- if, you know, if I, if I... if if People like that, if, if I woke up this morning and I was like, hey, you know, I got nothing going on, and I'll look at my married, my wife and say, hey, you want to go... Uh, you want to go s- jump in the jet and go spend a couple of days in, uh, you know, Laguna Beach or something and come back? I, I think that I really, you know, that's just... You don't think about money anymore. You just and you don't have
1: to. One of my buddies from college, his, uh, his sister, married some rich guy from Wall Street way back in the day, and her suggestion once for a, for a weekend date was, let's just go to the airport, buy first-class tickets, go someplace with just the clothes on our back, and whatever we need, we'll buy wherever we go.
3: Well, they, they had this thing in Atlanta that, that we would, you know, I was down there working probably the best days of my life were in Atlanta in the late 90s. And they had this thing you could do with Delta Airlines, where, and this is pre-internet and everything, you could call a number, midnight on Tuesday or Wednesday, and there were a handful of destinations that you could fly round trip to for like less than a hundred bucks because they had, you know, really low bookings on a plane. And there were I, I had a couple of friends that, like the third weekend of every month, they were going to go to one of those destinations.
1: It's not a bad idea. I mean, I guess.
3: I mean, it was it was pretty cool. I I never did the. It was called Delta Dash, or I don't. It was some fun program, but you had to call, and you know, one person would stay up and, and find out where at midnight, and you know they were in charge of choosing and booking the ticket. It was a, It was kind of a fun thing.
1: Well, um, I, mean, I think, but I think we're losing.
3: I mean, when when you talk about somebody that's got you know money like that, um, they they really they're just. They, Somebody else's full time job is keeping an eye on it for him.
1: Well, that was part of the. I didn't. It okay. was the other thing of that, of that Stockman article that I didn't talk to you about. And I, I don't, I'm just going to talk about the numbers right in. Uh, f- somebody who, in, in uh, 2000, and I don't, I don't know where he got these numbers, I have no idea. And I, I I guess I probably should take a pen and pe- pencil to him and find out what. But he, he talked about that what you see now, it's not about people making a lot of money and saving it. It's about people... Anyway, he took the top 1% of the people in 2000 and then the top 10th of 1%. And just in terms of where... Because you'll see now, the income is not up very much, but the wealth is up huge with the market going up mm-hmm. every day. It's going up again now. I mean, it's up. we're up 10 now. So the... Uh, and I'm not... By, by the way, you know, I have clients that are along, so it's not bothering me all that much, but I just... Yeah. uh he said that if you didn't do anything, just, just basically f- sat on your dead ass since 2000, with the wealth you had there, be it stocks, bonds, or whatever, you're up something like 18 or $20 million just mm. on your stuff. If you're in the top 10 to 1%, just per person, you're up $88 million. If you, ju- if, you had, uh, if you averaged out the amount of stocks, bonds, and real estate, the top tenth, the one percent head, and then then you didn't do anything except uh, what does what our what is our our, our lead in say? My cousin sits on the, sits on a sofa, and don't do anything. You know, if you if you just did that, you're up like ninety million bucks per person.
3: Oh yeah, I, th- I think at one point Gates was making like a million bucks an hour.
1: Yeah, and, and, and you know yeah, I,
3: when you when you took it, it's like. When you took how much he made off of his stock over the course of a year and you did 40-hour work weeks and all that kind of stuff, he would, he would have been right at a million. In, uh, it was some ridiculous number.
1: Well, I mean, um, and, you, and, you, and I'm not disparaging but, the people on TV. It's not jealousy or anything. But they're making 600 grand or whatever God's name you make to sit there on CNBC and make a fool out of yourself all day or or whatever or do a good job depending on what, how you look at it. Uh, for them to just casually say, well, wow, it's a great labor report. Anybody who want, wants a job's got one. And you see, people making not working the forty-hour week, making the seventeen nine. For God's sake, that's sixty percent of the of the poverty level for a family of four. the 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 term "job" just does not mean what it did in the seventies and eighties. I mean, I mean,
3: you know, I, I think if you if you did what words. Do you associate with job, you know, and and had people do word association back in you know seventies or so? Um, I think one of the words that would come to mind would be security.
1: Well, it also means. Yeah, I don't
3: think that. I don't think that's an equivalent anymore.
1: Well, in in the seventies, if somebody said I made ten bucks an hour, you would say, okay, you make four hundred hours a week. You can't say that now. He might be working twenty five, twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty two,
3: uh, and, and and that that's an indirect effect of uh, of, of the, the amount of benefits that employers have to offer now. They're much ju- they're just much better off uh, getting four part time employees than two full time employees.
1: Right, but what I'm saying is you and can't when assume part time employees yeah. they're
3: not as good as full time employees because they're not the consistency.
1: Well, the, the the definition of the middle class in yeah. a lot of people's view back in the day was when, was it Ford or somebody, somebody uh, gave the workers in the factory, gave, people earned, 20 bucks an hour because that's 40 grand a year which at the time was middle class we're talking 78 or 79 or 80, 40 grand mm-hmm. a year a new car cost 4 a new house costs 80 and Notre Dame Education was 5 right? Yep. I mean that was
3: so, so if you uh, you know, new car is what now? Forty. We know a house is four
1: hundred. A, a, car, a car's got to be. The median car's got to be forty.
3: And if the house is four hundred, um, and Notre Dame is seventy-five, is that a year? It
1: was. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah, a, it, but, was it was maybe five. It was more like 40 4500 a year. Um, so no, it's seventy-five.
3: You and you equate those to the the, the forty. Um, about to, for the same lifestyle people should be making 300 400,000
1: a year right pretty much <laughs> I mean, we're, well, not, you're not, even, we're not not even close to yeah
3: I, 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 I love how you put you always you always compliment me on um, insights and stuff I always love how you put that one uh, where you talk about because in and not necessarily for you know people in their 20s that are listening to us. But, you know, I can sit here and think of 15 anecdotal examples growing up in the 70s and 80s around the stuff that you're talking about.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you, you, you know, can't and, even. Now, no, granted. And,
3: and people don't measure. Unfortunately, people don't measure well relative to the affordability of stuff. They just really don't. They just measure it. And because that's a two-step process. And most of us can't even do a, a two-step process unless we, you know, sit down and write some things down on a piece of paper.
1: Oh, and the the parts... And and
3: that's general behavioral finance. That's not me ripping on people, et cetera.
1: Well, and and there's also been a a corresponding decrease in a lot of stuff. I mean, I remember, hell, when I was in... I just got out of college, the, the, the car phone was invented. All right, so there were people, when you were making that kind of money, there were people, if you were a salesman and so forth, and you wanted to, you know, have time with your family at night... You scheduled your next day stuff from the car. Well, I'm going to say, yeah. three hundred and fifty a month, easy to use that phone, easy. Uh, Four hundred maybe. Plus, uh, you know, 50,
3: s- fifty cents a minute or something like. Something that. Something huge,
1: or uh, the, the price of a real nice TV was 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 a lot higher. That kind of thing. God, God help you if you want to buy a calculator or a computer. Uh, but the fact is, those are yeah. those are expenses. They're not the same as all of a sudden uh, a hospital emergency room visit back then was probably a few hundred and now it's a few grand i mean yeah. this the surprise yeah. stuff i mean I, I mean if if you get sick i mean you got to go i mean i, I yeah th- there's a guy i should not uh, probably uh, we we'll go name was a friend of mine he has a uh uh a slight hernia okay and he and he works hard so he's okay. got he's got to get it fixed right well yeah. he's he's got some insurance policy halfway through his employer. He pays half, they pay half. Well, it's with Blue Cross. He has to pay 50 percent of the, hosp- the hospital bill, or the emergency yeah. bill, and I'm going, So the one hospital he asked they, they said, "Here you go get it fixed here. The hospital wants 10 grand. This is after deductible, they want uh, mm-hmm. 5,000 from him on the bill. Yet there's another place one of these surgical centers that'll do it for fourteen hundred cash now my question is, do you think Blue Cross and the hospital are so sleazy that he's paying the full amount and they're not paying anything that their discount is their half and that he's actually paying the whole bore oh yeah you you think could they be <laughs> that sleazy
3: <laughs> oh yeah i know
1: i i gotta I gotta ratchet up my no, my I, view of humanity i, I, I,
3: I, I Class once a year to healthcare professionals, and I, I, I'm not saying that that they're doing it in a nefarious type of way, but you know there's all kinds of haggling around on everything uh, that where where they're trying to have everything balance out to uh, getting paid more than than their cost, and sometimes that's being allocated in an unequal type way depending on um, you know, what kind of insurance you show up at the ho- at the hotel business, at the hospital with.
1: Well, how come some of these places, um, you, if you want to go like an MRI tre- and so... You
3: get, you get treated differently based on, um, how, how likely the hospital is to get paid. All right. I, I know it for a fact because I've experienced it a couple of times now because I've got some really good insurance, um... I had a had an accident uh, right uh, less than a block from where you are right now. I got uh, dead and and needed some stitches, and um, and I was in and out of Northwestern in less than an hour. What was the tab? I don't know what the tab was because uh, because my better half handles all of that kind of stuff.
1: Um, but I,
3: all I do know is I showed up and there were people in the waiting room that were there when I walked out.
1: Well, if, if you're
3: and when, it, I, and when I got home, I, I was like, Mary, she goes, Well, that's because uh, you were. She described all the different circumstances that, that got me in and out. One of them was um, I, I, you know, I wasn't serious, but they knew they were going to get paid.
1: But you also uh, were bleeding.
3: I was bleeding out, of the, out of my head. Come on. It wasn't that bad.
1: Okay. But uh, I'm saying that you. you well, were, I
3: mean, it was, it was, it was, it was just bad. But <laughs> but, um,
1: if you go there on a cold night, half the people there are just getting out of the cold. It's bad. It's horrible over there.
3: You know what? That, and that may have been the case. That might have been some of the people that I saw were just kind of sitting there because it was a brutally cold day, from what I remember. Oh so,
1: uh, yeah, that's, that's but what, uh,
3: but but they. I mean, they're, part of the intake assessment, they, they kind of figure out um, what they're going to get paid and and allocate. Your turn, base, and that is a factor that comes into play. Well,
1: plus, if you're Medicare, yeah. you're you're definitely not not the top of the line at all.
3: Uh, and and uh, it, it's kind of funny because years ago, fifteen years ago, or whatever, when we got what what is now our healthcare system, uh, part of the idea was making it equal across the board.
1: Oh, it's, yeah, it's not. It's not. Never yeah, has. And,
3: been. and if anything, I think it's made it worse.
1: I would agree. So, uh, quick, real quick, we have like thirty seconds. What? Fed going to be dovish, are we going to push this to the moon house, so we want to be just long the rest of the year, or are we going to have any kind of a comeback? I
3: mean, he, press conference recently where they said, he said a whole lot of nothing. And that's what I think we're going to get out of him today. I, I don't think he has anything super positive to say for the markets, And he's just going it, to, it, it's one of those cases, you know, sometimes when you're playing not to lose, I think this meeting, the Fed is just playing not to lose. Well, up the year. right now How's people that? are convinced
1: it's easy money going forward, no no fight at all against the price level, mm-hmm. and we really don't care about inflation. We'll, we'll take three or four even though we're pointing at two, and uh, mm-hmm. that's where we're at, and I think that's very positive for the market. I don't know if it's positive for people, but it's positive for the market. That's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I, I'm yeah. At, Anyway, no. talk at you next week, buddy. When are All we going right, to see you we'll and see your you. lovely daughter? Uh, we don't want uh, to. We're co- we're coming down, and I'm going to
3: send you a link to Swedish Girl Bakery, and you're going to tell me what you want. I'm going to bring you some gluten free stuff.
1: Okay, is uh, this the one coming in? Is she the one with the f- minus four teeth?
3: Uh, not yet. Uh, minus four teeth the day
1: after Christmas. Oh God! Happy holidays! Don't scare her. Happy holidays! Scare yeah. her! Oh, it's better now. SP Futures up ten. SP Futures up fifty five. Talk at you, buddy.
6: Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday, and visit HamziAnalytics.com. Cairo Med. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. Dax Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays, and call 1-800-821-4968.